Welcome to Kick-Ons, the pop culture after-party for people who need just a little bit more. We're two friends, Jason and Steph, and we aren't ready to sleep on all things pop culture. Welcome to Kick-Ons, because the party's not over. The night is young, no we're not done. Party back at ours, everybody's welcome to the Kick-Ons. You're welcome. Welcome to Kick-Ons, the pop culture after party for people who want just a little more. We're very um in the thick of it today, aren't we? Like the background noise, I think, will come through. Yeah, well, we are recording this from Wellington Central for the final time Yeah, in a while. Yeah. yeah. We are situated in my workplace, which I'm also leaving this week. Oh, yes. yes. Quite symbolic. Yeah. Um, the first show we recorded in a hair salon. Yeah, true. Um, I think it's going to have very Cakes by Anna commercial kitchen reverb vibes. Well, yeah, but there's no <laughs> giant... Um, Fridge, Fridge yeah. like, humming in the background. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We've been through worse. Um, I think we need to give the listeners a recap of our evening with the Governor-General. Okay, I have one word for you. Queen! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, we rocked up to Government House and had an amazing time. We were very lucky to be there. It was so fancy everything it just feels a bit outrageous being in there because it's like a mansion everyone is like in these clothes that they would never wear and like it was a group of people who are not necessarily like fancy people yeah there were it was like as you imagine like tiny spoons into like bigger spoons you had to eat from the outside in the food came out on like silver plates and they all Um, put the served like the plates down at the same time um they kept asking me if i wanted another drink instead of just pouring it (laughs) it was like well servers have been taught consent yeah (laughs) well they have yeah um oh there was one server who like spilt um, oh yeah something all over everyone but they also looked like they were she was 15. very young. I think she was about 16. Wow. It was her first ever job. Oh, okay. Yeah, but that was fine. Good on you, hon. Like, yeah. if you're going to spill it, this we were the audience for it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was a good dry run. I thought about getting you a necklace. You know how people have, like, necklaces that say, like, Carrie? Yeah. Or I was like, did I just say Carrie? No, no you said Carrie. Carrie. Um, or, like, Steph. You just have a necklace that says Spilly on it? Well, you could... I'd wear it. Okay. Yeah. Or a name necklace is Chugi. No. Are you sure? Not with just like that being the forefront, the hottest TV show of uh, 2022. True. Yeah. True. Um, But the reason Jason was saying Queen was because there was a moment in the night where I was like, we haven't done a toast to the Queen yet. Like, what's going to happen? And all of a sudden we were doing it and I didn't know what to say back. So the Governor General was like, to Her Majesty the Queen, and I was about to repeat what she said, but then everyone just went, Queen! Queen! And that was it! <laughs> it was so 
weird. I didn't say anything. I had no idea what was going on. And I was like, at what stage in life do people learn to just go, queen? Well, when you're in the military. Oh. Yeah. That makes so much sense. Yeah. But it was a great night. Jason nearly broke the ladder in the library. So the Governor General goes to sleep. She's like, thank you all. Uh, It's been a really nice night. Uh, You guys are welcome to stay. And then she, like, gets up and leaves the room and immediately everyone rips off their ties, (laughs) takes off their jackets, and then we're, like, drunkenly exploring the Governor General's house. And she's got this gorgeous library. Yeah. And it says on the ladder, like, do not climb. Does it actually? Yes. (laughs) I did. Yeah. It was for the photo. Yeah, which we haven't seen yet. No, it's on yeah. the disposable camera because we are Wellington AF. Yeah. yeah. So it was really gorgeous. And it was. Speaking of photographers. Yes. Our guest today. <laughs> I was like, should I say something? No. <laughs> Our guest today is a photographer, DJ, and true Wellington staple. Their work, Taiti Nana, was e- exhibited in the Britomart Atrium as a part of Auckland Pride, where they not only shot but modelled for the piece. Here to give their pop culture hot takes, please welcome to Kick Ons, Liam Brown. Hello. Hello. At long last. I, At l- I was about to say, <laughs> it's a long time it's coming. A long time coming. Thank you for coming back to Wellington just to grab us <laughs> with your presence. Yes. It's been, it's my pleasure. <laughs> yeah. It's too. Yeah. Thank you for supporting Kick-Ons for, so I, like, almost the inception. Yeah. Definitely. Like, yeah. you're a long time... Long-term friend of the pod. Yeah, yeah. original <laughs> friend of the pod. Like, if this was Facebook, you would have one of those top... Top badge stuff. <laughs> yeah, 100%. But also, uh, um... Not only a receiver, but a giver. Like, you will send us your opinions on everything we've said, and we welcome them. Yeah, I, like, I when I was living at home, I would, like, listen to the episodes, and I'd send, like, voice messages (laughs) to Instagram. And it would, yeah. It was great. It's a fun time. I love the podcast. Thank you. Well, we love you and your work. Yes. Talk to us about Auckland Pride, how that Um, all came to be. So, I think in, like... October-ish of last year, or no, no, it would have been November because I shot it in October, um, Auckland Pride posted a thing on their Instagram being like, hey, we're doing this big, like, Takatapui festival, we want Takatapui artists in it, and the first opportunity to be in it is to exhibit in Britomart. And I just shot Titi Nana, um, but it was, like, a very small section of it. Mm. And I was like, I'm just, fuck it, like, I'm just going to apply and see if it happens. Like, mm. I don't know... If I'm going to get it, there's probably better artists than me. Like, a few popped into my head, and I was like, they'll probably get it. It's fine. And then, so I submitted it, and I didn't hear anything till like, January. And at that point, I'd shot, like, over 100 photos for it. Right. And um, Hamiota Bailey, who is the Kaifaka Heidi of Auckland Pride, um, messaged me and was like, come to, I was supposed to go to Auckland the end of last month side of February and he was like come with a hard drive let's get some stuff together and I was like mm. <laughs> <laughs> I was like that's very forward um, but then I remembered that Aucklanders are very like when you say something you're gonna do it so I was like I'm gonna just do that and then not long afterwards they offered me Britomart 
which was like yeah. crazy. Yeah. And then I had like a week to push out 56 photos um, and like fully edit them and make it nice and cohesive for the exhibition. So what was the, when you began to shoot it, what was the buzzword, but like inspiration behind it? Like how did it come um, to be? I was just really sad. Nice. <laughs> um, I just, I mean, I had just moved home after lockdown and I was very not happy about it because I had gone from like being around all my friends in Wellington and constantly being around people to being in my room by myself on Hawksbury. Mm. Um, my parents had just bought a business and they hadn't like set it up yet. So I went into the studio, went into the back room with, like, a ring light and my camera, and I, like, taped a whiteboard marker to the shutter because I didn't know how to use it from my phone, and I, like, pushed the shutter down and then went in front of it and just, like, started taking photos of my body with my clothes on. And it was really confronting to look at them because I have always had body image issues, Um, just being, like, a bigger person, being brown and being queer, it was, like, quite... A confronting thing to look at because I hadn't seen that done by anyone in the way that I wanted to show myself in a way mm. so yeah I guess the inspiration was just like I was sad mm. and I wanted to make myself feel better and I wanted to help myself fall in love with my body again so I did that Whoa. and it turned into this like big thing that I didn't expect it to turn into but now it is in the middle of Britomart Atrium until the end of next month. I can't remember off the top of my head. But, yeah. Cool. Big festival. Yeah, check yeah. it out if you're around. Check it out if you're around. Um, yeah, no, it's really, really beautiful from what I've seen. Yeah. I'm going to see it on Wednesday. Amazing. Well, yeah, I'm crying in front of my nudes. Being someone who uh, has body image issues mm. how do you feel now that it's taken on like this whole life of its own from when it was just supposed to be like something to make you feel happier in your bedroom um at the start it was really scary because i was like when i like when it registered in my head that it was going to be in the middle of fucking Full <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I was like the beautiful oh, people I go to like, brunch oh, yeah literally like where all these like businessmen yeah. and businesswomen go and they're like tuxes to get coffees on their lunch breaks yeah i was like holy fuck like they're going to be looking at my body and like perceiving it in a kind of way and like but then i kind of like flipped on its head and i was like it is so funny that these businessmen have to stare at my nipples on their way to work <laughs> and they have to stare at their nipples when they're in their business meetings and they have to stare at my nipples when they go and get their long blacks like <laughs> i just thought that was really funny so i that's kind of how i got more comfortable with it which is like the whole visibility thing yeah for mm. um i was yeah i was scared just because i was like i've never been so vulnerable in Shit. my life with anything um and it, that that piece explores a lot about gender and fluidity and just like the body as a vessel mm. and it's like a genderless vessel i would say because my friend jamia went to go see it and she heard um two guys talking about it and they asked her if i was pregnant Oh. <laughs> I was like, that is so random. I hope you said yes. <laughs> like, I, I, want, I want that piece to confuse the fuck out of people. Yeah. Like, I, want it, I want them to be like, is that a boy? Is that a girl? Like, what the fuck am I looking at? And, like, inspire that thought of, like, yeah. this is more than just this the binary. Than, exactly. Yeah. Like, this is more than, like, gender is a lot more than, actually, a lot less than the construct that is built mm. in society. You know what I mean? Totally. Yeah. And how did you get started in photography? 
Great question. I was thinking about this on the way here. I, <laughs> it's always been a hobby of mine. I think I used like my mum found like an old film roll from like when we just moved mm. to Napier, and I got it developed last year. And it was on my Instagram. It's not anymore because I archived it because the photos are shit. But um, <laughs> it's just like old photos of like our old house and photos of me that I take like selfies and like photos of my sisters and my mum that I taken and like think from then on I just always had like an affinity for a camera. I like mm. taking photos, like full stop, period. Yeah. And then when I started to enjoy it was when I went to Billie Eilish and I took photos on my iPhone 7 Plus <laughs> on portrait mode and then her brother reposted them on Instagram. And I was like, that's cool, that's really fun. Um, How did you find that? Twitter. Whoa. Yeah, Twitter is where you get to the people. I had posted them on Twitter, and I tagged him and Billy. He didn't interact with that tweet. So I was like, they're never going to see it. And then I check Instagram when I get home, and he's posted it but not tagged me. And I was like, you little fucker. Yeah. So I and I was like, this is my photo. I woke up, and he had tagged me. And you can go on my Instagram now, because I think it's still up in my tag. You just, like, scroll all the way down to the bottom. Yeah. But... Yeah, and then I was like, I could make a job out of this. This could be, like, something that is really fun. So I bought a shitty, like, Canon camera when I was in high school. I took photography for, like, a week, and then I decided that I hated it. And I just kept the camera and started taking photos of things that I liked. And then, now we're here. Yeah, now we're here. <laughs> Very, like, fake it till you make it vibes. Oh, I'm still doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I still don't know what I'm doing. If... <laughs> Anyone in music listening to this <laughs> Yeah. I know what I'm doing. I love my camera so much. My batteries are always charged if you need me. Yeah. yeah. I guess as well as like having a technical knowledge of what you're doing, it's yeah. also about having like an eye and a passion mm. and um, a love for specifically music because you do go to a lot of gigs. <laughs> you do. You, Fuck you know what you. is art <laughs> at all stages. Yeah. And how did you go from taking photos at front row of Billie Eilish to, uh, like, touring around with people? And Um, I guess, like, apart from, like, the one-off gigs that I'd done for publications in Auckland, like, I had a photo pass for Orville Peck in 2020, Mm. but I didn't know that till I got there. That makes sense. (laughs) So I got there and I was like, I have a photo pass and I have my phone. So I had to, like, take photos on my phone and then edit them to make them look like they were shot on a $1,000 camera. But, like, apart from that, I guess it started last year, like, literally a year ago yesterday, I shot There's a Tuesday at mm. O-Week for the first time on, like, two little shitty film cameras that I still use because I love them. Um, and then I just started working with them quite a lot for a few months. I shot them, like, three or four times. Mm. And then... Where did that go? I think it was, like... And then I shot, like, The Butlers. I kind of just, like, worked up this little group of musicians that I, like... I like them, they like me, we both respect each other's work, so I would shoot them mm. and like do shows and stuff with them. And it was really fun. And I'm really gutted that I don't get to do that at the moment. Yeah, of course. As much as I'm gutted that they don't get, like, they're gutted that they don't get to play those shows, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's kind of how it started. And then, like, we had plans, I had plans to go on the Benny tour where there's mm. a Tuesday last August. And then that got canned, and now it's been like fully cancelled mm. until. COVID is like not where we're at now. Yeah. Mm. Um, so I'm kind of in this like idle space of like 
using photography as a means of art as opposed to like a like a job mm. at the moment because I've got no jobs coming up. Yeah. Fingers crossed a few in July. But Okay. Not at the moment, which sucks. Yeah. <clears throat> but it's, it's like a growth space, I guess. Yeah. Or like a rest time even. It's very much a rest time. Yeah. It's been good to not have to like constantly be like, I need to clear my SD cards because I have a, a like a gig next week and I need to fly to Auckland this week. And it's been good just to like sit in my room for a little bit and yeah. just like have some time to breathe. Yeah. yeah. And during that time to breathe, you have like started creating like mixes. Mm. Yes. Yeah. How did you go from like deciding, like following people around doing mm. music to being like, you know what, I love this so much, I want to yeah. create my own sound? DJing for me started at the end of last year, but I, I downloaded the software in the 2020 lockdown right after Future Nostalgia had come out because uh, I was shipping Future Nostalgia. <laughs> and I tried to make this like Future Nostalgia mega mix that is so horrible and I've like deleted all traces of it off the internet. Damn it. It's so, <laughs> so bad. I did not know what I was doing. I didn't know what BPM was. I didn't know how to work the little knobs on the screen. And then after that lockdown, I went to Auckland with my friends and I bought my first controller that I still use now because it's stunning. Um, <laughs> and... Then I realized that I didn't know what I was doing again. So I like put it down <laughs> until the lockdown, the last lockdown in August. And I picked it up again and I was like, I'm going to record like a techno mix. And I'm going to see if that works for me. And it took like three or four goes, but I recorded that mix. I put it out. It's still on SoundCloud because I listened to it like a week ago and I was like, this is actually kind of good. Uh, <laughs> <hey>. <laughs> I kind of like was good at that in that moment. And then I did a lot over lockdown and then I moved home. And when I moved back to Hawke's Bay, I had like a six month period of no work. So I was like, I'm just gonna like try to learn this as more of like a release mm. more than like something that I could turn into a job. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like, cause I've always been surrounded by music. My parents are very mu- like musically inclined people. Mm. I played piano for like almost a decade. Oh, wow. So I was like, I know how music works and I'm gonna mm. turn it into this. Mm. And yeah, I just kind of like started recording mixes and figuring out like not a sound, but like just music that I like and how to like put it all together, make sound selections. Oh yeah, honestly, you like when we can go out dancing again, the mix yeah. that you put up just this week yeah. goes <laughs> so hard. It's Thank you. absolutely relentless. Thank you. That mix has taken me like... I've been planning that mix since like December of last year. Cool. Because I was like, I had been like, not like following Half Queen around because she's my friend, but like, (laughs) (laughs) but like I'd been like watching, I've watched her play at a few gigs. Yeah. Because like when I go to like, like if I go to like one to one and my friend is playing, I'll stand behind the booth and I'll watch them DJ Mm, and I'll like listen to their selection of songs and I find out how it all works together. And I'd done that with her. I watched her play at the last filth. Mm. and her one-to-one set and I was like this is really good obviously because she's amazing yeah shout out half queen yeah pieces um but I was like I like that's how I kind of learned how to DJ in a way by Mm. watching my friends do it like I've watched the boiler room filth sets like 20,000 times and I still listen to them just to like get that inspiration for what I want to feel when I'm making a mix. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a bona fide half queen stan. But. I do feel as though, like, I have no idea, this is speculation, but I do feel like that kind of community of creatives is very open and mm. really, 
lifts other people up as well. Like yeah. that whole filth at the boiler room was the perfect yeah. example of that. If you yeah. follow Half Queen on Instagram, which you absolutely should, yeah, they're always posting um, on their story about like how they started um, DJing, how they get into mixes, how mm. they um, choose their songs. It's all very like open source for yeah. people who, because um, I'm sure they get a lot of like. I want to do this. Like, how yeah. can I do this? How I mean, I've do? done that many a time. I will, like, send her a mix. And I'm like, can you listen to this, please? And just, like, tell me if it's good. Because if it's not, then I'm not going to post it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, she's very gracious in oh. the way that she... I don't think she knows that she's, like, quotation marks taught me how to DJ. I, I can't talk highly of, like, her and Zeki and Babyface Killer, mm. Dylan Biscuit, Native Bush... That, that like circle of DJs there's probably so many that I missed but that circle of DJs have like influenced the way that I mix quite a lot mm. um, and I'm still like finding not my sound but like how I would go about mixing and I haven't yeah. played live yet so I'm like waiting for that to happen because I think that's going to like solidify yeah because can but, you you hear things in your head how you want it to go and then exactly. you have to be like how do I make this actually happen mm. physically digitally yeah I mean like I've got videos from like two months ago of me recording like blends from a mix that I just put out and being like I should turn this into something (laughs) (laughs) and then like I find a bunch of tracks over a period of time Mm. and then over that period of time I'll like find out what works with what what set I can put that into what set I can put that into what what blends into what Mm. and then yeah it turns into a mix that I will work on for two months and then not touch my decks for like because <laughs> it's very strenuous yeah I bet but even though it was like you moved home and then you had like a sad time or like mm. whatever these two amazing things mm. have come out of it and sometimes it is only in those spaces that you actually let yourself exactly. rest mm. yeah. that these things happen I yeah. started like DJing as like a reactionary thing to how I was feeling mm. on a certain day like if someone had like fucked me off at home I would go into my room and mix, like, hard fucking techno music. Like, <laughs> abrasive, like, cling-clang music. And then if I was feeling, like, really good, if I wanted to, like, feel good about myself, or I wanted to be, like, hot because I was going out with my friends, I would, like, jump on my decks and play, like, music like the mix I just put out. So, like, a lot of Doja Cat, a lot of, like, just bouncy music. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. very sexy. That makes mm. sense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was, like, the mix where I was, like, I want to make a mix that someone's going to listen to in the bathroom with their friends getting ready to go to school. I love that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, fully. And how are you feeling now? Good. There was a hesitancy there. Like, how real am I going to be? <laughs> no, I feel, I feel good. Mm. Um, not great just because I know that I am not currently where I need to be because <laughs> I'm yeah. supposed to go to Auckland. But um, I think it's good just to be in my own space again. Yeah. yeah, are you a believer of like everything happens for a reason yeah. and I'm where I am now? Very much so. Or, yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I feel like if I didn't come back here, I wouldn't have the opportunities that I have now. Yeah, now. yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of needed to just come back and just like reestablish myself as a human being that exists. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you do feel like when you go home, although it's like quite nice to completely stop, and we're all from like rural-ish mm. New Zealand, mm. that you kind of do disappear. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, I felt like when I went home, I was like, I was still there and people were still seeing me on like Instagram and Twitter, mm. but like, 
I'm not physically there to see these people and all of my relationships with people became very not like parasocial but just like very digitally mm. based where it's like it lost authenticity you know I think as well like you can be as like strong as you need to be but there is always a part of you that kind of fit, like molds to fit your circumstance when exactly. you go home and yeah. like things that you might question when you're in Wellington with your friends if someone said that you might not question you know it's like yeah. a very or even the way you you interact. feel like Hannah Montana yeah you're I like, myself almost like reverting back to like high school Liam which was like disgusting yeah and just because I was around a lot of people that not a, not that I didn't want to be around them it was just like mm. it was a complete different environment to what I'm used to yeah because yeah. I'd been down here for two years mm. so moving home and being around like a lot of straight people yeah in spaces where I'd like surrounded myself intentionally with queer people mm. became very um interesting mm. but it also gave me the chance to like have like a, a like a third person perspective on what it's like down here yeah. And I came, I've like moved back with a completely different mindset to how I left, which is a good thing because it's more, I don't give a fuck anymore. <laughs> a lot of things. It's really powerful. It's really yeah. great. It's really like some, you, like one of my first memories of seeing you out and about was at Nesfest 2020. Oh yeah, and you're wearing that black, that black frilly top. Yeah. Shout out Jojo, love you. Yes. Love you. And like, it looked like you didn't give a fuck. Yeah, definitely. you know, I, I gave a fuck. That yeah, day. I gave the biggest fuck that day. But it's good to know that I looked like I did it. Well, what was it like going back to Nesfest this year? Before it was yeah. so good. Mm. It was so good. I so I shot Nesfest. Yeah, For people who don't follow me on Instagram. I shot Nesfest this year, and it was like. I, like, I went to Nesfest last year with my film camera and I was just taking photos of my friends and like taking some fun photos and I was like, this is cool. And then like the week before Nesfest, I messaged my friend Cam and I was, because he runs the media for Nesfest. Oh, and I was like, what are the odds on me like shooting it this year? And he was like, cool, see you there. And I was like, me. Yeah. So I sold my ticket and I went and it was like the most stressful but like rewarding day ever. I mean, like I shot... Formerly known as Murder House, now the Avant House of Dawn, mm. um, on the sound stage, and they had like three or four slots so cool. on that stage, and it was like, it was so, it was the kick that I needed because mm. I'd been at home for four months and I was like hadn't seen a queer person in the flesh in four months, and I was mm. like, and then yeah. I saw them and I was like, oh, it's so good to be surrounded by like, like people I who love get it, I yeah. love queer people. <laughs> And it was just like it was so liberating seeing that in Hawks Bay. First of all, like seeing people like eat the fuck up out of ballroom in Hawks Bay was yeah. Yeah. the most insane thing to me because I was like standing on stage watching these like these white girls in their boohoo dresses like scream their fucking heads off. Yeah, <laughs> and I was just like, it's like it kind of gave me like a little bit of hope that Hawks Bay is like a little bit less shit than it was when I left. Were you yeah. always as big into like? following like what everyone's up to on twitter like the pop culture round because yeah. you are like you're there with us <laughs> liam is one of my favorite people on twitter like <laughs> i'm like if i get a liam brown tweet in a day it's gonna be a good day <laughs> i've always been into pop culture and just like who's doing what and what's happening where and who's doing this and who's doing that taylor swift is engaged to 
Oh, uh, yes. Supposedly. Let's talk yeah. about that. Okay, tomorrow. let's talk about it. <laughs> so Jason was over the weekend like, oh my God, Taylor's so engaged. And I was like, yes, well, if you're on Dumois or Swift Talk more like um, consistently, uh, they've been engaged for ages, apparently. I, that's what I read today. Yeah. I read like an article on Marie Claire. But where had you seen it? Like, it's just been murmurs on Instagram over the past few days, yeah. right? Yeah, I like, saw on... it on Twitter. Someone had tweeted, like, Taylor was engaged, and I was like, no fucking way. I read an article, and I was like, <laughs> so the source is like, just trust me, like, she's engaged. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. It's like, like, just trust true. me on this one, like, she's <laughs> engaged. Like, I can believe that she would be engaged, but also the thing about, like, Taylor Swift is that there are so many Taylor Swift rumors mm. of, like, not necessarily, like, negative, like, she's doing this, or she's, like, she's... She's this girl, but it's just like excitement. Things to get the yeah. fans engaged. Yeah. yeah. And Which... is, are you? And is she engaged? Taylor, if you're listening. <laughs> Taylor, if you're listening, please tell please, me. Please invite me to the <laughs> What is the re recording that you are the most excited for? Reputation. Me uh, too. Yeah. <laughs> Reputation. Oh, it's going to be huge, especially, and I was thinking this earlier this week, since Kanye is just yeah. like going off again. It's like, the renaissance of reputation is here at this point in time where like Kanye and Kim aren't a thing anymore. Kanye is like literally opening up old wounds with Taylor and reputation re-releases. Adding new, adding new wounds, giving new wounds to Billie Eilish. Like what the fuck? Like I like don't want to discredit his mental health like that is the like underpinning thing of this whole situation but like what is he doing like I've seen like because I've always been a Kanye fan yeah I love Kanye's music and I've always so loved do Kanye I. as a creative I think he's just mm. got such a fucking insane brain yeah when it comes to literally anything he does like his Donda given that Donda was like a shit album with shit people on it yeah um, his like Donda the way he released Donda was uh, yeah. How yeah. do you feel about the release of Donda 2? Um, I don't really care about it. Um, I know that Young Lean is on it, and that's the only reason I'm excited for it, because I yeah. love Young Well, apparently Lean we won't get it unless oh, we Oh, on that fucking STEM, STEM player. That he's what made. is STEM? Okay, so, do you want to explain it? Yeah. Because <laughs> you're the musician here. You can explain STEM. Is STEM music related? <laughs> yeah, so STEM... S-T-E-M, right? Yeah, yeah. so STEM, it just means that you can... Um, mix using this special player so you yeah. can like up the sound of the drums or right. um, make, make the guitar louder make the vocals less make, you can choose you can mix the song yourself but yeah. apparently I've read reviews and it only really works for Kanye's music you're supposed to be able to do one. it for whatever $200 you do not <laughs> <laughs> no okay so I was going to buy one when he first released Donda because you could play other music on it yeah, it's it's basically a speaker. It's right. basically a speaker, but you can like upload. What is like the, the joke that it's like I'm a woman in STEM? Is that something completely different? That's something completely different. A STEM program is like um like the university equivalent of gifted and talented. Right. Okay. It's like A levels. <laughs> I was like, oh. this doesn't make sense. <laughs> that makes sense. That's funny. Yeah. No. Um. 
Yeah. I, okay. I, I, mean, I mean, LimeWire is about to have a huge renaissance. Oh, yeah. Because of this. Yeah. Well, he won't put it on YouTube or anything. No, no just not, the STEM player. He's made $2 million off of that STEM player in the past, like, four days. Yeah. Rude. Well, I, when we were moving out of our house last week, um, Speak Now was the CD that was in Jason's oh, car. So okay. I just, like, I listened to it probably 15 times in one day. And Innocent, the song that she wrote about Kanye, goes off, and I'm mm. really excited for that Taylor's version. Do you think that <laughs> there is any possibility that John Mayer will be featured on Dear John? It's my biggest <laughs> wish. I fucking hope so. <laughs> it is my so. biggest wish. I hope so. Also, like, I also, at the same time, I'm not too familiar with John Mayer. Or what about Dear John feat Katy Perry? That would... Taylor's version. Mm, that would be great. That would be huge. That would be huge. <sighs> so good. That would break the internet. Katie's got to be on something. Yeah. Oh, they're good friends, like, you know. Yeah. 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 I never really kept up with that. I just know that she was in the Unity Countdown music video. Yeah. That's basically it. That's basically yeah. it. And I was like, that's cool. I didn't even watch their music video. Because I didn't like them. Lover. Oh, oh, you didn't like Lover? No, I hated it. Let's I... not get into this. <laughs> we went to a Fringe Festival show. Shout out. Everyone should get involved mm-hmm. in the NZ Fringe. And there was just the content. Oh, Ocean, who you would have heard on Kick-Ons. Um, we went to her show and there was a lot of, like, toilet conversation. And I think it highlighted the differences between people with different genitals. How mm. they, how they experience the bathroom differently. The cleanup of pets. Yeah. <laughs> it really it went there. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Hey, speaking yeah. of parties. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Liam, do you have a life at the party for us? I do. It's the new Broods record. Oh my god, just in time. Joel Goodell? I think that that record is fucking phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Like, I I was debating whether or not I was going to say this, but I didn't like Don't Feed the Pop Monster. That's shocking to me. I didn't like it. So, Caleb Knott, if you're listening, <laughs> I'm so sorry. But <laughs> it this just is also wasn't... not the first time Caleb has been directly spoken to on this podcast. <laughs> I, was like, I was like just messaging him before. I was like, I'm about to go talk about like, the Unmodern podcast. Oh my God, But cute. like, if, you're, if you are listening to this, I'm so sorry. But I did not like Don't Feed the Pop Monster. But I also think like that had just come out just after I left high school. And when mm. I was in high school, I was I had like a very niche music taste, and that just didn't fit into my the 1975 Lana Del Rey okay. fantasy. Yeah, um, <laughs> oh, you need to try again. It's really. I think good. I might after after space after this one. I'm yeah. like, I think I might go back and try it. But I think that like that record is so phenomenally produced. Mm. I think that the writing is amazing. I think that even like the vocal layering in the first track mm. is absolutely stunning. It's so good. I love that track. I just like. You love it. I love it. Yeah. I think it's amazing. And like, because I haven't enjoyed a Broods project since Conscious. Mm. And Conscious was like one of my high school favorite albums. I agree. Yeah, I was like, was like huge. five years ago, I was sitting outside Sheds. Well, I never know what one of the Sheds is what one. I don't know anymore. It's shed 1 shed, to 10. Shed you know? 1 through yeah. infinity. <laughs> I was sitting outside of it waiting yeah. for like six hours waiting to get into the venue to see them perform Conscious. Whoa. And that show was like still one of my favorite concerts I've ever been to. I like that they're not afraid to follow the sound that they want to make. Like yeah. it would have and been very easy, yeah, for them yeah. to like stick with the. But still sounds like a broods project and still gets me excited. And also the visuals this time, oh they upped. They nailed it. Yeah, they nailed 
they nailed the, the whole rollout for this album. Yeah. Although, given I didn't listen to the singles when they were coming out, because I was like, if I'm going to listen to this Broods album, I want no influence to come from the singles. Because mm. sometimes I listen to the singles and I'm like, oh, that one's going to be shit. Or I'm like, I listen to them like, this one's going to be great, and then I listen to it and it's shit. So I'm like... <laughs> I didn't, I've gone, I didn't listen to any of the singles. Yeah. And I went into it and I watched the music videos after I watched the album and I was like, this is like a whole world. Like there are very it's... few artists that can build an entire world around a record so well. Mm. I think Caroline Polachek does it really well. Yes. Um, and Broods have done it like exceptionally well. Yeah. Exceptionally well with this album. Go check it out. Listen to it. So listen to um, my favourite songs are I Keep with Tough One mm. Gaslight because I love a good sad song mm. um, and Distance and Drugs mm. I think that Distance I think Caleb produced that with some like another person I think the way that that song is like structured and produced I'm such a music nut it's like there are just points where it just like it's, it's so perfect mm. it's such a Makes you feel Listen bad. to it. Yeah. Listen to the album. Yeah. <laughs> go go to Space Island. Go know? to Space Island. Like, and we'll be there. One way we'll ticket. Yeah. It's like it's like um Chromatica's over here. Yes. Space Island is beside it. And you can go to both. And you can get a return ticket for to both <laughs> for twenty two dollars on Jet Star Like they Oh yeah. my god, what a dream. Amazing, amazing album. Come yeah. On. And you have a peak too soon for us. <laughs> RuPaul's fucking drag race. <laughs> wow. wow. I have never hated a show more. And I used to be, like, you guys will know. Yeah. Like, Drag Race Down Under, I was here. Yeah. Like, that. That is when I started hating the show. Because Drag Race Down Under was terrible. Mm-hmm. And then the American seasons following it were terrible. UK wasn't bad, but I didn't keep up with it, so I didn't care. Mm. And now we're here. With at UK versus the world. UK versus the world season twenty eight thousand, yeah. <laughs> and I've just like lost. It's lost. It's like sparkle. I find it difficult to like understand when people have the fatigue of Drag Race because obviously there is a season happening at all times every mm. single week. There is never not a week anymore where Drag Race doesn't yeah. exist throughout the whole year. But UK versus the world, that I just forced. and I don't think the cast feel good together because that's really important in this mm. show that the cast make bonds with each other. I do think that you will enjoy season fourteen. I just watched yeah. potentially the best episode of Drag Race mm. I've seen in a really, really, really long time. Okay. It's just it. our sport as well. Like, it's exactly. Really, like, yeah. It's queer rugby. Yeah, it's queer rugby. <laughs> <laughs> they are I the all blacks of the drag scene. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Well, yeah. I think we should say the mantra. Okay. Do you want to say it with us? I would love to. 2001 to 2008, there ain't a song that we hate. Woo! We Sorry. haven't had a, like, um, a join-in in a while. I was gonna, yeah, I was going to yeah. say that. When was the last time someone did that? So, as you know, this is the moment where we take a second to just appreciate 2001 to 2008 mm-hmm. as a literal space of time and also a state of being. Mm. What song are you, Liam Brown, adding to our playlist? Um, About You Now by The Sugar Babes. <laughs> At long last. It was At so long easy. Last. <laughs> it was 
Christmas night I messaged, at long last. I messaged Steph and I was like, I cannot believe the summer's not on. The I know. Christmas. Like it is so. It is like just on the cusp of two thousand eight too. Like it was. I think that was two thousand seven release. <sighs> Quintessential two thousand ten spot. It's so the perfect pop song. Yeah, I agree. It's a perfect pop song. Yeah, they like. I'm not well versed in the Sugar Babes, to be honest. Mm -hmm. But that song, great. Uh, They're forever immortalized by that song. Uh, And that song will be on the playlist, which you can find on Spotify um, or using the show notes. Yes, Mm. and. That's us for the week. That is us. Everybody, please go and follow Liam at Liam Brown with three eyes. A few eyes. Yeah. <laughs> You'll also be able to find it on our gram and on the show notes as well, as Jason said. Listen to Liam's mixes. Check out the exhibition, especially if you're in Auckland. Like mm. I know, like maybe being out of your house is kind of scary at the moment, but mm. like. Go for a lovely walk. Yeah, the nipples. Think of the nipples. Think of the nipples. Yes. Think of the nipples. And read the read the um the description, the artist profile on the on the first panel as you walk in. Yeah. It's quite it's a little bit more in depth to what I said at the start. Cool. Cool. Very amazing. Yeah, well we're really proud of you. And we're really glad that you took some time out to Give us all your opinions <laughs> and celebrate yourself. <laughs> <laughs> it always does. Don't get to leave them out after six months of horse, babe. Yes. yes. You are back, back, I'm back, back. Baby. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Uh, have wow. more opinions on the Instagram. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and Twitter. And Twitter. Mm. All right. That's us. Bye. Bye. Bye.